0: I'm Steph. And I'm Helen. And this is our podcast. And this week we are talking about the topic of men's mental health.
1: So it's November this month and International Men's Day this week as well. Um, but just quickly before we get onto the topic. How are you? How has your few weeks been?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. I feel like I'm fully into winter mode now. So the wardrobe's been switched, the vest tops have gone away, the jumpers have come out, the Christmas shopping is nearly done.
1: (laughs) I've seen evidence of this, and I am both in awe and incredibly jealous.
0: (laughs) And probably wondering, if I'm a little bit weird
1: (laughs) no I'm just completely I just I'm honestly I am I'm in awe that you've done your Christmas shopping
0: yeah I'm quite I just I think I just did it all online because I thought I don't want to go to any shops this year it doesn't feel as fun and obviously they will shut at the moment but yeah I just feel like December is going to be manic so I thought you know what I'm going to, and I've tried, I've not really used Amazon. Oh, should we mention Amazon? Don't know if I'm allowed to mention names, but I've tried to use little independent websites and stuff as well, and like not on the high street and little unusual things. So, yeah, all good. Oh, that's lovely. Well done, you. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you. I
1: should apologize because we've been away for a bit longer than we would have liked because I was a bit poorly last week, which was a bit annoying. But I did get some rest, which was good, and um, had quite, yeah, a very chilled weekend, managed to bake a carrot cake, which I've never done before. And oh, yeah, I think I saw nice. evidence
0: of that, did I not?
1: Yes, put that on the old, obviously, it's not happened if it's not on Instagram, so I've had to put it <laughs> on the old Insta. Um <laughs> And, yeah, no, I, I can't believe I actually made that. And a lot goes into it. It's a lot of ingredients. So, yeah, I was going to yeah. say,
0: it's not an easy cake to make, is it? Because it's not obviously just not like flour, eggs and carrot. You've got all the, like, spices and stuff. Did it taste good?
1: It was actually, I, I'm, I'm quite, I'm, I'm more pleased than I thought I would be. Um, I just had a slight problem of a warm bottom because um, <laughs> my uh, my bake was not cooled down enough before oh, putting the icing on.
0: Dear, a soggy bottom. Yeah. No one wants yeah. that. No, poor Hollywood
1: <laughs> wouldn't be impressed. You'd be so. out in the
0: tent, love. <laughs> yeah, get out. <laughs> uh, did you watch Bake Off? When the, I've not watched um, this week's yet, but the one where they did the jelly cakes. Oh my goodness, that
1: was so hard. Yeah, they were amazing. And had to inject.
0: Yeah, coat, like fixing. inject jelly. It was incredible. Very very impressive. Yeah, and very difficult. arty. They're basically artists as well as bakers, aren't they? It's just, it's just yeah. like astounding what they come up with. I'm going to call
1: it now Peter for the win. I think Peter's going to win.
0: Yeah, do you know what? I'm with you on that. Yeah, he's had a couple of wobbly yeah. weeks, but he, they like a learner, don't they? And he's, he's, he's had a journey, so I think he's going to win. Yeah. A couple of wobbly jelly weeks and then <laughs> yeah. boom. Yeah. <laughs> boom. So this week we are covering quite a mammoth but very important topic of men's mental health.
1: Yeah so and this is for uh, for men and also for anyone that identifies as male Mm. and I'm really um, I'm really like honoured to talk about this in this space because it's such an important topic isn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah same I feel really honoured and I hope we do it some justice and I hope that um, you know men as well as women will listen and I think I'll go on to talk about this a bit but a bit about how it's all of our responsibilities to change this you know and break down this stigma we talk a lot about mental health stigma but I think specifically for men there's all sorts of other barriers um, to you know getting support and getting help so yeah let's try and break some of those down and have a good old chin wag about it. Definitely.
1: I really hope we can help with our conversation.
0: Mm. So I think we probably should just um, maybe touch on suicide a bit. We can't really cover the topic of men's mental health without um, kind of bringing that to light, which I think, you know, most people maybe know about, but it's it's quite important, I think, to realise that this is what we're trying to prevent when you know when us and other all the other great organizations with the whole point is trying to prevent somebody to get you know getting to that point in their lives and three out of four suicides um are males in the UK it's absolutely shocking devastating heartbreaking mm. yeah it is and I think It just goes to show that this isn't just speculation about what men find difficult. This is, you know, this is that these are the facts at the end of the day. This is this is the evidence. And it just goes to show that men do struggle to come forward. So what can we do about that?
1: Yeah, and breaking down any stigmas that we're going to get onto and hoping that by being open about this stuff, we can make sure that men um, aren't getting to that. To that awful, mm. awful stage,
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, what do we think the barriers are? I guess first of all, why are they? Why are they different for men?
1: The word, the, the two words that came into my head, which I've heard recently again, were toxic, ma- toxic masculinity. Mm. So, um, I mean, that's obviously like very negative way of looking at how a male should, in inverted commas, should behave and how that causes, yeah, a barrier to um, like dealing with anything like mental health stuff, I guess.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think I feel like society has come a long, long way in terms of moving away from this typical macho image but it definitely is still there and I think some of it um, is I don't know whether men feel the pressure to be to have this tough exterior still I really think that that still happens and as much as we're much more accepting of um so i was watching um gmb this morning and they were talking about harry styles on the front of vogue wearing a dress (laughs) and whether or whether or not that was okay and they obviously like they do on gmb with the good old peers had a you know kind of for and against argument and they were you know talking about what that might do for masculinity in a positive way and somebody talking about how it might you know affect people in a negative way But so we have come a long, a long way in accepting things like that. And, um, but I just think we're still in this place where men feel that they have to have that image of, Mm. of strength and power and they can't be seen as weak. And actually by talking about their feelings almost implies that they are. And, And, you know we know that, that isn't the case but that's still the view I think of a lot of men and why is that why is that
1: I, I wonder if um if it's a, a generational thing because I kind of think of my parents generation and older as still being of that view and we're starting mm. in um in the generation I'm in I feel to that things are changing and hopefully the generation after and it's it's starting to see that wave of change like you said but that's only the last generation which is still our parents and um not going back that far really that mm. all of that all of those things in society have have had such a stronghold and it made me think as well when when you were talking then about how in a group of friends the perception is is that you're going to talk about certain things stereotypically would be you know mm. like football Girls and whatever else like that's the stereotype, mm. and it doesn't give any space within you know men seeing that, that thinking that that's what you're meant to do, mm. and you can't go to a group of friends and open up about what's really going on mm. for you.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point, and again comes back to that pressure they feel to be the comedy person, to be the strong person. So say you know you're out with a group of four, five, six friends outside of a lockdown situation, obviously. Um, and I think they maybe feel that pressure that they can't be the one to almost bring the mood down. You know, I think that's kind of how they see it. Like everyone's out, you know, they some of their friends might have kids or have a, a wife that, you know, might not have a great home life or whatever and they come to the pub for a bit of escapism. And do you want to be that person that says, actually, I'm really low at the moment? which I think feels much easier for women for some reason. I don't know why. And I think maybe it's something to do with that environment. Like you said, a lot of the time men will go to the pub in a group of people in quite a noisy environment and it's just not the place where you want to pull your heart out. Whereas women may be more likely to see their friends one-on-one or go for a coffee or go for a walk and that environment is much more conducive to talking about your mental health and really feeling like the other person is listening and in a place to listen that's the thing isn't it is that um i think there's that
1: perception as well that women are more likely to be talkers but talking is such an important part of of the way you can help your mental health Mm. and even picking up the phone and not not everyone is a phone person and I I can totally get that as well I mean this year we've had to kind of make ourselves make those connections virtually Mm. but how often would a a guy feel like he can pick up the phone and have that kind of conversation Mm. with a friend and how it's interesting because I got to interview um, I've got to mention them actually. We are Hummingbird. They do great stuff. Mm, and they're Ian, great. They're so good. And and I've had the opportunity to interview Ian a few times and he's one of one of the um guys that runs it. And he just said for him things changed when he started opening up. And almost just from him opening up, other people realised they could. And mm. more and more friends of his came to him because it was almost like his uh, shop window was open or his shop door was open and he he kind of um set the what uh yeah kind of yeah
0: like set the precedent of it yeah. yeah 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 I that yeah I totally get that and that was I think one of the other important things to say in this scenario is that actually this is all of our responsibility so you know there's no blame game in mental health at all but I think we talk a lot about why don't men open up and actually the answer might be because they are really concerned about the response that they're going to get whether that's from a group of their friends whether that's from their partner or their parents you know because we have this societal expectation of what men should be and how they behave which like we said is changing but I think it is still there and I think Certainly, it's not all about men not feeling able to open up. It's about the whole of society changing and and knowing how to respond when a male is struggling, whether that's your partner or your friend or your dad or your son or whoever. Us all equipping ourselves with that information and that knowledge to know how to support somebody. I think that's just as important, if not more, as encouraging men to open up. That's, yeah, so creating those spaces
1: and those Mm. places where people can do that. And I wonder, kind of touching on the um, thinking about how we're moving towards a more sort of gender fluid or um, possibly non-binary society, whether actually the traits that you traditionally say were male or female start to cross over more so that Mm. you know it's it's actually a positive trait to um you know you'd perceive it as a positive trait to have strength Mm. and will we move towards a place where like male female non-binary you it's the trait that you're showing rather than it being to do with your gender. Does Mm. that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense,
0: yeah. Another key word I think with like stuff like that is vulnerability. So I think nobody likes showing that they're vulnerable, but I'd probably say women are a bit more accepting of showing their vulnerable side, whereas men, again, it kind of goes back to what is expected of them or what they think is expected of them. A man showing that he's vulnerable is probably really difficult and actually you are doing that as soon as you as soon as you tell somebody that you're struggling you're opening yourself up to to feel vulnerable or be perceived as vulnerable which is you know really challenging i think for men
1: yeah that's that's so true and and when when we say like breadwinner that that's the traditional role that might have been expected of men mm. in society and and that has like connotations of being the rock and being mm. unflappable and mm. the provider yeah, totally. in control as well. Like that's the other scary thing because you're going to feel maybe that things are a bit
0: out of control if it's a mm. mental health condition mm. you've not dealt with before. Yeah, definitely. And I think that... Going back to what you just said there about the breadwinner and the dynamics in a relationship. I know some friends have said to me before about they worry that their partner doesn't open up to them, which is, you know, it's a really complex dynamic for any any way you go in a relationship Um to open up about stuff that you feel like you don't want to burden the other person with. And I think females do feel that to some extent as well. But I think in that relationship dynamic, the man will often see himself as the, the protector and the, the, the strong one, like you say, and actually by talking to his wife or partner or who, you know, that he, he is not always feeling like that. Um, can you know and again be really worried about the response that he might get if that's something that's been set up as a precedent in that relationship and suddenly it feels like it's crumbling? That can that can be the barrier in itself. Actually, that I th- I don't think my partner will respond well if I tell them this, so I'm just not going to. Oh, that's I find that heartbreaking. Mm. I think because I'd say
1: I'm quite an open person probably too open probably tmi at times um but i yeah honestly that i uh, i feel quite kind of blessed that i, I can i've got that i and mm. I, I i don't know i was about to say could again could that trait an, a trait of openness that can be anyone could have that trait male mm. or female mm. um but it's just the it's those kind of rigid structures and expectations that we've got, mm. and that cause that barrier, maybe for a yeah. lot of men. I was going to mention anger as well because I was reading a bit on the Mental Health Foundation website, and that was talking about how um, anger is a natural emo- and a ena- natural emotion and acceptable feeling, um, and it's healthy, but it's finding ways to express anger. Mm. in a in a healthy way and often that it could be a men that would display anger that actually is hiding a mental health issue going on
0: yeah that's so important i'm glad you brought that up because it is i think anger is a really complex emotion and i think it can be the thing the way that it comes out when actually you, it's not that's not the intention of the person to be angry but maybe they're not they don't know how else to express these feelings and that's how it comes out yeah for sure.
1: We did ask people to get in contact as well didn't we?
0: Yeah we did should we should we look at a couple I think um, yeah we just felt like as two female presenters we just wanted to get a really genuine male view so this is hopefully we're not doing this an injustice <laughs> in what we're saying yeah. and kind of putting our perceptions on men. And maybe it's completely different to what we're saying. But I, I think, you know, a lot of what we've said is probably quite genuine, but I think it's really going to be good to get an actual male perspective on it.
1: So we're going to keep these anonymous. Mm. Shall I read this first one? Yeah, shall um, you read a little bit out? So he says around two months ago I was diagnosed with combined ADHD at the age of 29. I find, found it quite hard to take in as I had no idea of what it actually meant. I just thought it meant you were that that hyper kid at school that was always getting in trouble. Having combined ADHD means I get symptoms of hyperactivity and inattentiveness, but I personally am predominantly inattentive. The best way I've heard someone describe it, which resonates with how my brain works, is it's like 300 channels switching between each other and someone else has the remote. Once doing research, it was almost like this eureka moment which put everything into perspective and answered all these questions... I've asked myself over the years questions such as, why am I so forgetful? Why can't I hold on to a thought for longer than two seconds? Why is my concept of time so shocking? Why am I in no control of my mood? Why am I so so impulsive? And the list goes on. Being undiagnosed as an adult with ADHD can be pretty tough. It can sometimes lead to a lot of shame and anxiety and depression. Uh, People with ADHD are also at high risk of suicide as well. I've had some pretty bad times and know for sure I was feeling a lot of shame mostly a lot of self-hate um, um probably a lot a lot of the time because I didn't have a, a clue what was going on also in the lighter part of my research I found there are some helpful websites and YouTube channels out there um and I find writing always helps in whatever situation whether it's just thought poems or even songs whether I'm good at it or not it just feels good I'm not saying I've cracked it in any way the struggle is still always there the difference being is I'm now self-aware to why I'm like this. Self-awareness has changed everything for me and gives me a reason to challenge myself in situations as hard as they seem at times. Laugh at myself for making mistakes instead of getting frustrated. Talking about it actually feels amazing now. Although I've only really spoken about it to people who are close to me as I want them to understand why I'm like I am at times, I definitely think a lot about how different my life could have been if diagnosed at an earlier age. But I'm also excited for what the future holds. Now I know what I'm... Ch- what I'm facing there are also other means of help such as medication and therapy which i haven't taken as a personal choice but that doesn't mean i haven't made the right decision it's whatever works for you which is why i urge anyone who hears this and resonates with what i'm talking about to do some research into the condition as
0: it may just be your eureka moment too that's so i'm so pleased that he felt able to share that i feel really privileged that he sent that to us um and it really illustrates something massively important that about the complex dynamic between something like adhd and also um autism similarly the complex dynamic between those conditions and mental health and how they're linked and how sometimes they're misdiagnosed um it's it's really complex i think a lot of people would that would resonate with a lot of people definitely what he said about anxiety and depression and feeling like um you or you you maybe you get diagnosed with anxiety but actually it's not that at all so that doesn't solve the issue because you've got this other diagnosis that hasn't you know come good yet it's you know something that's been really missed it's really complex
1: that's so, so difficult. Like you said, I, I feel the same as you, you know, honoured that he's, he shared that with us and um, I think seeing that he's talking about that positivity towards the end of the email, now mm-hmm. he knows what, what he's facing and he's getting to learn more about the condition. And I always find this really amazing when people open up because the hope being that they can help someone else. Yeah. Listening.
0: So that's great yeah it's really strong and a strong thing to do and a powerful thing to do and that I think the the message throughout that actually is the same thing that we're kind of saying is that you know talk to somebody and and get some help whether whether you think it's ADHD whether you think it's depression whether you think it's PTSD, whether you don't actually have a clue, but you know that something isn't right, like speak to somebody and it doesn't have to start off with a GP. It can start off with somebody that you trust, somebody that you're close to, and that can just open up a whole world of support. You know, it's not always about the professional support, although that's quite often an important part of it. I think just having that initial conversation with someone you trust is absolutely the best first step that you can take. I think that
1: that you know that person being someone you trust is is key, isn't it? And mm. also, like we've said, we're honoured that they've opened up to us. That person you open up to is going to feel like that as well. And
0: mm.
1: and, and and I, and I think just getting it off your chest like that is is a is a good place to start. And and also mm-hmm. in that email saying self awareness has been a big key to cracking it. So it's like yeah. getting to know yourself, isn't it? And yeah understand
0: yeah, who you definitely. are and and there's a really there's a really simple but good phrase that i like it's um if nothing ever changes then nothing ever changes so <laughs> which sounds I like a bit that. bizarre but if you no, you know yeah. if there's if you're feeling unhappy or you're feeling like there's something wrong or something that you need support with if you just plod on and carry on you'll be in exactly the same situation if not worse in a year or two's time so if you don't do anything to change that then that situation will never change that's a really really good saying that because I think mm. I I can become
1: guilty of it when you know and you get that slightly in that kind of victim mode about something and you're like, this is happening to me, which which I is completely understandable. And I definitely, definitely do this. Um, but I do find when if I have a phrase like that, I can kind of think, OK, how can I take back some control of this situation mm.
0: and make things work better for me? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's remembering that we do always have that control, not over everything, but we do have elements of control in our own lives, and our own behavior, and what actions we take and what help we ask for all of that is within our control for sure I just
1: hope more spaces are opening up I really hope more places are opening up for men to feel like they can mm. talk and yeah be more open
0: I really hope so well the uh, the other one we got actually is is really nice because it talks about um how he actually set up a group doesn't it to kind of encourage men to connect and ask for help so myself and my friends have set up a social media platform to help men gain the courage to speak out about their troubles just over a year ago I was coming to terms with my own various issues and started to want to find a way of helping others because as great as the NHS system is it can be quite lengthy so I wanted to be some be something that men could turn into and fill the gaps between the referrals and professional support, which is a really good point I think he makes. Um, so set up weekly meetings um, and started off with quite a low number, so about three of them, and progressively and quite quickly grew to eight, which is great, um, and that with many more wanting to join. However, um, he then goes on to talk a little bit about. Um, his own troubles sort of set him back and a couple of unfortunate things that happened that meant that um, he kind of took a little bit of a step back. Um, But he's had quite a, great support network kind of encourage him to encouraging him to go back to that. So he says we're now making um, bigger steps to grow and be able to help people. The amount of positive feedback from men is amazing. We hope to set up more meetings once COVID passes. Oh, dreaded COVID. Um, still early days for the platform, but so far a football team has put their logo on their tracksuits and a car club um, have also use their logo and they want to donate to help us out. So that's such a positive wow story isn't it? How great that somebody going through their own stuff can turn that into something to help others.
1: Absolutely. And that bit at the very end about um mom, uh, partners uh, mum's partner's siblings or even friends or mm. uh, women have found of men who struggle have thanked them for for Uh, painting a clearer picture and helping them understand and give them more comfort in approaching their Mm. loved ones and that comes back to what you were saying about creating though it's all everyone's responsibility isn't it
0: yeah it is yeah and and absolutely you know we're not a lot of people won't have ever spoken to anybody about mental health so how would we know how to how to react and how to respond. But there's definitely certain things, you know, there's loads of advice online. The Samaritans is really great. They've got a great bit about how to have a difficult conversation, Um, you know, phrases to avoid and things to say and how to not be dismissive and how to be an active listener. There's loads of advice out there. So I think if we all take responsibility for that and we all understand that these difficulties that, that men and I guess other people that maybe have had a, bad experience in the past opening up to somebody who's not known what to say or said really quite the wrong thing um that that can really affect them reaching out again so let's all take responsibility and make sure that you know we know how to respond to these things
1: i really hope more um men and male those that identify as male in the public eye speak out you know Mm. if they feel comfortable to because i'm just thinking of uh, Freddie Flintoff's BBC documentary about living with bulimia, and that mm. was so insightful and um really heartbreaking, actually, as well. Seeing really what he's going through, mm. but so brave of him to start talking and et, et, more, more things like that. I think will help mm. as well.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of power in these in men who are in this perceived macho i'm doing this macho Mm -hmm. (laughs) in inverted Mm -hmm. comments, um kind of role so i'm thinking people like tyson fury and stuff that you know they've all been quite a lot of them are are quite open and jason fox who i'll go on to talk about in a minute who i mention in nearly every episode (laughs) um these people you know he was he's he was in the special commanders marines i think i've got that right um but you know, these people who are, who look on the face of it, very macho and, but actually inside do really struggle with stuff. At the end of the day, we're all human. It doesn't matter how many muscles you've got. It's, you know, we all have a a level of, um, you know, pressures within us and, and the ability to Um, not be able to cope that can happen to anybody so yeah I think definitely there's a lot there's a lot of power in that for sure. I was just going to look for a quote which I know is on Instagram somewhere
1: from an artist called Charlie Makassi I don't know if you've come across him no he's uh, he's brilliant actually and um, he's like an illustrator and an artist Mm uh oh here we go so basically he wrote this book called oh I'm gonna get the name of it wrong my grandma would kill me because she absolutely loves this book <laughs> Steph I think it's oh here we go yeah the boy the mole the fox and the horse so mm-hmm. it's like a story about um a boy a fox a horse and a mole and um <laughs> Obviously, Steph. Right. Um, it says the truth. So this little illustration says the truth is said. The horse that no matter how it looks, everyone has their struggles, mm. and that's really simple, isn't it? But so true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everyone's going through something. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, should we just run through a few different kind of support options for people? Yes. So this was this episode was kind of triggered by Movember, wasn't it? So they, I think historically they've, um, I think when they started, they kind of focused on like testicular cancer, didn't they? But they've now really opened up and they do loads of great stuff for men's mental health and, um, you know, things in that area. They've got a really great re- website with loads of really good resources and they've got a really nice um, conversations um resource where you can go on and it kind of gives you this little animation and options of how to respond when somebody might say something and it's just a really nice kind of non-patronizing resource to have a look at particularly for people who maybe you're listening to this and you're worried about a friend but you don't really know how to ask or how to have that conversation or you're worried about how to respond that it's a really nice thing to have a look at um calm is a really good one so campaign against living miserably they have a dedicated men's helpline um and a really good website with loads of resources and the book of man which is um kind of a media platform they have a blog and they've got a podcast and uh jason fox i'll mention him again is um (laughs) the one of the um one of the i think he's one of the founders but he certainly does a lot for them so that's really good their podcasts actually are really good really really brilliant um yeah so they're just a few things that you might want to have a look at
1: i love that i'm, I'm actually getting onto the movember website now because i want to see those conversation yeah, ideas. yeah it's that's really great. good
0: i think just one last thing to maybe finish on is if you're you know i don't know maybe people are listening to this who are thinking oh i'm a little bit worried about a friend but to to it can feel really scary to have that conversation and then worry about how you react and what you've got to hold and, you know, what they're going to tell you if you ask, are you feeling okay? But just know that, you know, everybody has responsibility for their own actions. You are not expected to take and hold and be responsible for everything that they tell you. But being able to be the person that has that conversation and responds appropriately and just is somebody that is there to listen is quite often enough and what that person at that time will want to hear and and to know that somebody's cared enough to genuinely ask I'm worried about you are you okay so that you know it's as simple as that really you can't you know there obviously are things that you can say that are not great but there's just being the person who can listen and not be afraid and not shy away from what they might tell you is important. Really, really important. That's really, yeah, I think that's important to to mention that for, for those
1: that are, mm. um, want to check in on. For Actually on Movember, they, they call it um, spot a bro who's feeling low.
0: Oh, um, I love
1: that. Yeah. And as well, I just mentioned on the Mental Health Foundation website, they've got some helpful tips. They're quite kind of. Um, might be seen as quite straightforward ones but quite nice they've actually got 15 I won't don't worry I won't read them all out um just on things you can do if if you're not feeling yourself and yeah number 1 is reach out chat to a mate when you start to hide yourself away mm. um one of them is keep up with your routine or add new structure to your day so ideas on um i guess probably quite important at the moment with with if you're working from home mm. maybe adding something new in and then another simple one get outside for
0: a short walk I quite mm. like that one just getting some fresh air yeah it does wonders, doesn't it um I've just realized when I was reading out the last um little thing from the guy that emailed us we didn't actually mention the name of his platform so it might be quite helpful to mention that so he, it's called bro talk so b-r-o-t-a-l-k um and there's also another local one, which is in, based in Southampton called Man Gang. And they do, at the moment, they're virtual meetups, obviously, but they do, that's a similar thing, like a support group for men. And they, they've got a really good social media presence and do loads of loads of stuff, you go walk in and, and you know connect with people in normal circumstances. Like I said, at the moment, it's all virtual, but that's another really good local support group
1: thank you so much for listening i hope we've been able to help in some way and i think this is such a big topic we've talked about potentially doing another another podcast on men's mental health but mm. as always we love hearing from you so our email
0: address is helen at gmail.com yeah we are on instagram which is helen and steph underscore muddle through thank you so much and yeah we hope that this has been helpful We'll see you in a couple of weeks.
1: Bye. Bye.